episode of Intellectually Petty Radio, brought to you by M3S3 Clothing, Men Make Moves and Suckers Stand Still, and as always, on the mighty, 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 mighty Nerd DJs Radio Network. Yo, you already know, man, it's legends only over here, and today is absolutely no exception. We got one of the GOATs of independent filmmaking. Like, if you have not seen a movie that he's directed, you've seen the movie he's acted in. Everything from buffed up to a very merry hood Christmas. When I say one of the goats, I mean one of the goats. And, it, and, and, and I know some people knock Tubi until they see a Moolah film or a Thomas L. Harris film. And they, they don't even think about Tubi. They just enjoy the greatness. So I have the distinct honor and privilege of introducing you to Mr. Thomas L. Harris. How you doing, King? What's going on, brother? How you doing? Appreciate doing that. Appreciate that. that. Come on, man. You earned them stripes, bro. <laughs> yeah, appreciate it. Appreciate it. How's the family, man? Everybody good, man. Everybody's good. Everybody's good. Just, you know, growing, getting older. Hey, it's better than the alternative. Ain't that the truth? <laughs> hey, because I'm sure truth. we both know a lot of people that we went to yeah. high school with that ain't here no more. Yeah, I know quite a few. So I, yeah. I, I'm a, I know quite a few. Yo. And I've listened to several of your interviews. I've watched a mm -hmm. shitload of your work. Um, and a couple of things stand out. You can talk to anybody about anything. Mm -hmm. And it never sounds forced. Um, uh, and a couple, of, a couple of things with your movies. I noticed that, that love, more specifically black love, is a highlight of a lot of your work. Mm -hmm. I love that. Um, and... The, I'm one of those people that, that look at the fact that y'all use the same nucleus mm -hmm. for a vast majority, if not everything. I look at that as a beautiful thing. Yeah. And I appreciate that because at this point, y'all are well-oiled machine. Yeah. Yeah. No, we um we definitely um, kind of use that same nucleus, like you said. Um, and it just goes back from our early days when, you know, um, it was just us and, and it wasn't a big film community here. It wasn't a lot of actors doing film here. So we kind of had to use what we, what we had, you know what I'm saying? And that was pretty much the guys that were around and, and that was with us. So um, over the years, we all got better in all, in all of our um, categories, like acting, directing, cinematography, and, you know, everybody's kind of growth and, and, and um, range in acting has grown so much that it's kind of hard not to use them. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You know, they, they just got so much better. And then, they, you know, that's that's the team. You know, that's the team. You know, so the team, you know, we we, we, we started together, man. And, and, you know, we still here rocking together. I think part of the success is that everybody seems like regular people. Yeah. yeah. Even in McGraw-Ave, the dick, you know, <laughs> from murder to everybody, you know, to everybody else, seems like niggas you know. 
Yeah, no, I mean that's I mean it is, you know what I'm saying? We 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 kind of try to stay as close to you know being authentic and, and, and real to the people as we can, you know. Usually, I mean 95 to 99 percent of the time of our movies, somebody in there you're gonna be able to relate to or you grew up with or is is you. Um, yeah. and, and that's what we try to make sure we, we pride ourselves on is making sure we stay authentic and, and relatable to the culture. So you went to Wayne State, right? Yep, yep, I did. And, and I was listening to a, a story you told about, uh, I want to say it was the first play that they paid for for you to make. Yeah. For you to do. Yeah. And you said, I can't remember, it was about an, the first all-black uh, films. Theater troupe. Team, film so, troupe. First all black, well not all black, but first black owned and operated um, theater troupe uh, in New York, um, and it was back in ooh, eighteen. It's been so long since I touched on that story. It's been it was eighteen twenty one, I think. Mm -hmm. um, so yeah, it was it was uh, some prominent people came out of James Hewlett, uh, Ira Aldrich. Um, you know, I'm sorry, it's so long ago, I, I haven't touched it so long, but yeah, it was about the first black theater troupe, um, you know, first black owned and ran theater troupe mm -hmm. uh, in New York. It was up in New York in uh, 18, I want to say 1821 to 1823. Yeah, I sold out like seven shows or something like that. Just got yeah, yeah, we actually, uh, so we wrote it because, you know, um, back then we really wasn't getting no no time on stage. You know, it was only a select few of people that were really getting the time on stage in each show. So we really wasn't getting our experience. We really wasn't getting our, our turn to get on stage and show, you know, our, our talents. You know, we only had maybe one time a year where there was a black uh, theater show during February, during Black History Month, they do a black play. And, you know, that'd be our time to get on there. But we're all competing with each other for the same roles, you know. Um, so I was like, man, we we, 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 could, we should write our own play and and. and do it ourselves. Um, they had this thing called the student uh, plays where the students, you know, write their own shorts or their own plays and they put them on their self. They do everything themselves. But I actually took my idea and my script to the president of the theater program. And when I told him and, and showed him, he just, he took it. Like, he was like, yo, I want to produce it. I want to bring in a guest director. I want to fully fund it. I want to put it on the bill with the other shows that we do every year. And he did, and we sold out seven shows. Um, I remember me and my my, my boy back then, uh, uh, re rewrote it, and um, and we produced it, and we started it. And it was great, man. It, it was it was great. You know, that was I think that was the foundation of me understanding that you know, doing it on my own is going to be the best way for me. And for those people who don't know, Wayne State is in the heart of Detroit. Yeah, in the heart, which is one of, of the, one of the, one of the blackest <laughs> cities in in the country. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you're you're in the middle of the west side and the east side, so yeah. you're like literally east side on Dead one side, middle. west on the yeah. other, and then downtown the other way. So yeah, so you the are fact that black folks wasn't getting no looks was disrespectful. <laughs> he couldn't be more yeah. polite than I am. I'm gonna say yeah. It. I mean, they had their, you know, they had their, their few, you know, their few that that constantly worked, but it wasn't many. You know, I shared the, you know, at that time, me uh, and Deborah Joy Winans. Uh, were all at the same uh, training at that school at the same time. Mm -hmm. um, you know, Deborah Joy Winans is from Greenleaf. You know, she's a Winans from BBNCC Winans niece. And uh, at that time, we were training together. Um, me, her, a couple other people, Henri Anton, we were all working together. And uh, you know, she was, she was, she was, you know, definitely one of the ones that 
you know, was a beast in that acting. And so you had talent there that was there, like black talent that could really, really act. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, it just is what it is. You know, 2004, five, six, I mean, you know, it is what it is. You know, I didn't let it stop me. You sure didn't, bro. And it's been a hell of a journey that's still going. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And yo, I was literally just watching Buffed Up again today. <laughs> just, I'm sitting upstairs rolling my ass off, man. Yeah. <laughs> yo, that up, that man. right there is a classic. Y'all, yeah. Y'all yeah. got quite a few classics, though. <laughs> no, Buffed Up was probably one of the, um, and it's probably dear to my heart because it's the first one mm -hmm. uh, for me actually acting in and being a, a lead in. Um, so, uh, and it was shot in my neighborhood. So, you know, it was shot in the neighborhood I grew up in. Um, so yeah, it's- Yeah, I didn't recognize those projects, bro. Yeah, that's E-Course, E-Course Michigan. Oh, that's why mm -hmm. I didn't fuck with E-Course, man. I didn't yeah, ah, come on now, you gotta <laughs> love E-Course. Yeah, E-Course, E-Course, that's my, that's my home. E-Course Rural Rouge in, in Southwest, you know, that's where I grew up at, um, you know, part there and part Phoenix, Arizona, but both back and forth. You know, mm -hmm. I grew up in um, over there in Southwest Rouge and E-Course and to be able to do it out there, it was just, it was great. I was able to put people from my neighborhood in the film, you know, uh, you know, the kids that, that, the kids that actually said, get your mans, they were all from the neighborhood. They all lived Hilarious over there. Hilarious scene too. Yeah, like, they were all over there. Get yeah. your mans. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that was my boy's son who said that. You know, he passed away, rest in peace, Sweller. But that was my boy's son who said that. Um, and uh, yeah, it was, it was, it was great to be able to do that. You know, we had so much fun on that set, man. That was Man, it was just it, it was just so much fun filming Buffed Up. Every day was a was a just a, a comedy, man. Every day was just fun. So yeah. Yo, um, so when was the what was the first movie you directed? Uh the first one I directed was Birthday Behavior. So Birthday Behavior. So the how I got into directing was um T, um, my partner, uh came to me. He was like, hey man, you know. He always see me helping the actors, you know, with acting, you know what I'm saying, or giving them tips or showing them certain things. And he was just like, man, why don't you get into directing? You know, we about to do this uh, movie birthday behavior. You know, I wasn't in it. And I was like, well, yeah, let's do it. You know, I'm with it. And uh, when I when I did it, the, when I went to the first day when I, when I actually was going to direct it, because rehearsals was great. Mm -hmm. But when I got on set to direct, I was like, oh, this is different. Like <laughs> acting and directing is this is different. Like, oh, she has to look like this because when they walk in, the camera's not set yet. Oh, wait, it was a whole different world for me. So, um, but I was just blessed and fortunate enough to have a team behind me, you know, uh, that just guided and helped me, you know, um, get better and better. And over the years, I, I just kept educating myself, kept um, learning. And I actually went out and shot. Um, a film called Out of Pocket uh, that I directed, um, and I went out there and I and I fully took control, produced, direct the whole nine, um, and it, it was just it, it was just great. It was awesome. I, I loved it. Um, but the first time I even touched it with uh, Birthday Behavior, I fell in love with it. I was like, oh yeah, this 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 what I want to do too. So, yo, Out of Pocket was a good one too, bro. Thank you. I appreciate that. And that just came out not too long ago, right? Yeah, it dropped in uh, September. So how's that, that doing for you? Good. It's going good. It's going good. We're getting good reviews. We're getting good. Good. It's going good. It's going real good. You know, Chris uh, Collins and Elizabeth Fox were, you know, nothing short of amazing. You know, um, they are some of the best 
you know, that are doing it. Nino, uh, uh, Nicholas. It's ridiculous. It's spot on, man. They got they got something special with their chemistry for sure. So, you know, uh, Rocky Black, who helped produce it, he was he was just awesome. Um, you know, uh, Deborah Chenault, uh, uh I'm having a brain fart right now, but you know, the whole cast, man, it was just great. To Jillian, Jillian Craighead was great. Um, Michi Icewood, Denzel Dandridge, I mean, they were all great. It was just it was just fun. Filming it and, and working with easy work people to work with, you know. Um, and the, and the crew was point, great, Thomas and all that. At what point do you know an actor or actress has it? Uh, it's hard to say. I mean, you don't, you don't, you know. I've been doing this for a very long time, mm-hmm. so it's easy for me to spot someone that has a natural talent for it, and someone that may have to work a little harder. Than I, I wasn't a natural talented actor. I had to work harder. You know, I had to outwork people in front of me. Um, I was always a funny guy, class clown and all that. But, like, when I went to school and started understanding acting, like, oh, this is why Denzel is Denzel. Oh, okay. This is why Viola is Viola. Oh, okay. When I began to learn that, I was mm-hmm. like, oh, yeah, I, I got to outwork everybody. I got to work harder than everybody. So it's it's hard. I mean, you can't really say, um, is somebody going to be a star or not, you know? Um but I can always tell when somebody has a knack for acting. Like, okay, they got it. Like, Murder, when I first seen Murder act a very, very long time ago, it was on the set of a movie that we did. I mean, it never came out. But I told him, and I said, um, and if you ever get him on here, ask him. You know what I'm saying? I told him, I said, hey, man. Bro, I'm sorry to cut you off. I've been trying for like two and a half years, man. I'm going to work on that for you. I'm going to work on that for you. <laughs> my peoples know his best friend. You yeah. know, I done reached out that angle. I didn't have yeah. another angle, man. I didn't... If you if you I'm got gonna work something, on it bro, you. let you. me know. I, I, I will work on it for you. I'm gonna set something up for you. Um, but I told him, I said, "Hey, man, you are about to take the game by storm, man. You got it." You know, we were in a hallway doing a scene over in downtown, and some loss. And I told him, I said, "Bro, you got it. You you gonna take this game by storm?" And he laughed, and I'm like, "Oh man, go ahead with that, man. Go ahead." And then, ten years later, <laughs> he took the game by storm. And I knew man, it. So killing it too. Yeah, yeah. And he's such a down to earth guy. That's my brother, man. He's, you know, I, I can't say enough about him. You know, without him, we not here. And that's facts. You know, for me, Sierra seems like a real, real natural too. Yeah, Sierra Angelina. Yeah, Angelina. I'm sorry, Sierra. Don't kill me. Uh oh, Sierra was is phenomenal. Um, I got to work with her on Serial Cheater, and um, when I tell you. She be on her game. She be on her game. She is one of the most professional, hardworking actresses I've ever had a privilege of working with. Like she works hard, and she's well. She's she receives um, directing very well. She she's mm. very receiving of direction. She's very easy to work with. Like I can't say enough about Sierra and Liz and Chris. I was just about to say. Like, yes. like Liz and Chris Liz. and uh and Red too. Yeah, A Red is a workaholic. Like she will get in the mud and work. Um Liz, the same thing. Liz is a it will get in the mud and work. And Liz is a phenomenal talent. Like Chris is a phenomenal talent. Like they are all talented and they're very receptive um to direction and they're very they're very uh good and they and they constantly are growing each each uh film. So I'm very proud of them. Very proud. How long does it take from you 
say somebody else writes the script, you get the script, you read it. How long from you receiving the script to the film is done? General. To the film is done? Uh, yeah. It depends. You know, it depends. I've seen, are you saying with us for our yes. company? Yes. Uh, it depends. Um, I think we did, there's been films that we've been working on for a year. There's been films we worked on for two months. Uh, I can't really say. I mean, for sure, at least it'll take from the writing to the filming to the finished product three months, two to three months. And that's working fast because we're such we're such perfectionists. It, it's hard for us to overlook certain things. Like if we know something's wrong, it's hard for us to look overlook it. We want to get it right. So, um, but it takes time too, though, to get it right. It takes time. So, I would say at a fast pace, like just move, move, moving. You know, three months. Um, so it seems to me, just outside looking in, uh, first off, Detroit is just killing Tubi. Like, I don't care what other city you're from, <laughs> stop. Yeah. But it's like you guys, it's Dennis Reed, and mm -hmm. it may be another, you know, two or three that's kind of like right below you guys. Is, oh, there, yeah. is there a competition uh, or are you guys just cool? No, nah, nah, we all cool, man. It, you know, nobody's beneath nobody. You know, we, we all, you know, talk and, and conversate with each other. I had... Um, you know, uh, Lisa Brown on my show, Drinks with Coach. Uh, we chopped it up. You know, Dennis, I've known Dennis for years. We we always have great conversations. Um, Rocky and Janae are black. You know, we have great conversations. Um, you know, it, it, yeah, it's, 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 it's like a community where we all talk to each other. We all, you know, have conversations. Darren Brown is, is, is you know, he's been in the game for a long time. I had him on the show, too. Yeah, he's my bad, my bad, bro. I forgot you. I, I didn't bring your name. You in that mix, too. My bad. Yeah. I'm sorry. No, uh, Darren Brown been uh, been in it for a while, man. So, um, no, nah, we all, you know, we we all, we you know, we 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 have great conversations when we see each other. You know, we 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 always talking to each other or, or sending actors each other's way or, you know, yeah, it's all love. It's all love. When's McGraw app coming out, bro? <laughs> we go into production next week, actually. So, um, season three, we actually go into production next week, and uh, hopefully, it'll be out by first quarter of next year, hopefully. But H-Block is actually getting ready to job, which is a spinoff of McGraw-F. i seen, so, uh, what was it, three episodes of, what's the one, the Street Guys? Those Street three, Guys. It's, it's, it's three, three episodes yeah. out right oh. Yeah, it's three out right yeah. now. Yo, that that <laughs> shit was hilarious, bro. <laughs> like, Thank uh, you. Yeah, appreciate it. Your yeah. man Lance got a gift of that, uh, that not, not necessarily a gangster, but like a mm -hmm. dude you know that yeah. knows everybody. Yeah. And it's, yeah. you know, like he played yeah. that, that role so yeah. well. Yeah. And like you say, old girl Liz is just. Yeah, she 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 go hard in the paint. She go hard Yo, in the paint. She I need to her ask her and uh, Sierra, like, <laughs> who hurt them? <laughs> no, uh, I'm serious. Because yeah. from my experience, pain is, is, is the best talent. Yeah. Sometimes it can be. I mean. Going back to what you was saying about, you know, Lance is, uh, has been around since day one. Uh, he's always been around it, so he's always been able to soak up game and watch and, mm -hmm. and you know, uh, even experience. He's been in uh, multiple films as well. And um, he's very receptive as well to direction. He's very uh, open and he listens. Um, and he's, a, he's kind of a perfectionist. He wants to get it right too. So, you know, um, 
I, I kind of knew once this came out that the receipt, they were going to receive it well with Lance because he was just so open to everything. You know, um, I worked with him a lot. Murder worked with him a lot. You know, um, he worked on his own a lot, just coming in, bringing new ideas and new things to the role. Um, so working with him, it, it was like, you know, it was easy, you know, because he's, he's a very easy guy to work with. And, and he he works hard. He tries to get, he wants to get it done at the highest level. Am I tripping or are y'all, y'all working on different camera angles with this one? Uh, which me? <laughs> I mean, we shot it. We shot it. Definitely shot it differently. You know, we shot it differently than um than McGraw Ave. You know, what I'm saying okay. we shot it uh differently for sure. You know, we shot it. We kind of try to go down the route of a sitcom. Like we 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 go from we come from the days of TGI Friday. Now I might be showing my age with that one. Bro, you the see the snow, right? <laughs> we come from the age of TGI Friday where, you know, you in the living room after school, after that homework done, you glued to the TV for the next three hours. You watching Full House, Family Matters, uh, uh, Step by Step. Um, you know what I'm saying? You back to back to back to back to back. You sitting there. So we grew up in that era of Martin and Will and uh, Fresh Prince. And so when we did those street guys, you know, the goal was to kind of give that sitcom feel with a modern day kind of twist to it. So that was the goal. That was our goal. So we shot it a certain way. Yeah, I, I kind of got a little Wonder Years feel from it. <laughs> I didn't think about that. I'm gonna have to tell T that one, man. I'm gonna tell him. Uh, I'm gonna tell him he got you. You got that feel from those street guys. I'm gonna, I mean, we didn't think about that one. I, maybe he I mean, did. He might have did. He might have did. Just didn't tell me. You got the narration. You know, you got the you know yeah. the, the cutaway to just him yep. talking during the scenes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like but, I, so I, it's I kinda... funny. The fourth wall. I mean, the narration, not the fourth wall, but the, but the narration. Uh, that actually came afterwards. You know, that wasn't in the original uh, filming process. Uh, we felt like the narration would go stronger and better uh, when we started watching it. When it was done, mm-hmm. uh, we were saying to ourselves, "Man, you know what?" Well, actually, T, he's he, him and uh, Derek Scott. They wrote it, and they they both kind of agreed with you know, hey, you know, I think we need to uh, put some narration here to make it a little stronger. And once they put the narration to it, and I saw it, I was like, "Oh yeah." That's yeah, it. that 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 makes it work perfectly right there. Like, oh, yeah. it, I mean, you get it, but you really, really for sure, get it. for sure, for sure. You know, it just puts that icing on the cake. Those those them, them niggas is me when I was. <laughs> that was you. That was me when I was. <laughs> that was you. <laughs> that uh, was okay, me. all right. I'm gonna let them know, man. I'm gonna let them know that was. He said that was you. Yeah, I was a mess <laughs> back then, man. So, at what point do you realize? I'm actually pretty good at directing. Um, you know, I, I don't, uh, I maybe, I didn't feel like I was good at directing until maybe after McGraw season two. Like I really felt like, okay, I am kind of, you know, good at it, but I still need to get better. Mm-hmm. And after McGraw season two, I started to understand, you know, what I needed to get better at. And I started to work towards that. Um, but I think, you know, I'm constantly always looking for ways to be better at, as a director. Like, I'm not, I don't sit around and feel like, you know, I've I've reached the top of the mountain as a director. Like, no, I, I got a lot more to learn. And I still need to learn more and more. Uh, I'm sorry. Uh-oh. What, bro? You got a life? How do I go? How do I get it? Austin took how do I get back in here? No, oh, there you, we go. you didn't go nowhere, bro. <laughs> no, my phone rang, so so your screen was good. 
but my screen uh, went black. Went black. So I'm like, oh, what? Because somebody called me. But um, but no. So you know, I'm always looking for um, just better, just more ways of getting better. Who do you study? So I, um, so you know, I study a variety of people, but I really grew up um watching Spike Lee's movies. Mm-hmm. Um, I watched a lot of Scorsese. You know, Scorsese really. Um, Your man don't have no black people in the movies, though. Yeah, but you know, you you can't you can't really look at it like that. You got to look at the work. You got to look at the at the at the craft. You got to look at the the style and 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 the authenticity to the culture. That's his culture. You know, that's his culture. That's like saying we don't have, you know, uh, a lot of people in ours. I mean, but it's our culture. This is what we, the story we're telling. It's not that we have anything against it. We 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 put you know we have a, a guy in. McGrath, you know, officer, uh, and you gave me go up praying for, but my partner, Brett, and, yeah, and your uh, man's McGrath. a wild boy too. Yeah, so yeah. I, I, I don't look shit. at it. Like, I, <laughs> <laughs> I look at it like, um, you know, he just it's, it's it's his culture, but I love how he tells the story. I love how authentic he is. I love you know how he incorporates the culture of into the gangster films. Like I love it. I love what he does. I love how he shoots it. Um, David Finchner, I like his work. You know, I, I watch a lot of a variety of directors. There's not one director that I study and try to emulate. Um, I, I watch good films and I study the films, I study good shots, and I study, you know, the acting. Like, why did this scene make me feel this way? Well, it's a, it was not only was it the shot, it was the acting, it was the score, it was the everything. And I begin to study and learn, like, oh, okay, cool, cool, cool. And I begin to just try to... Um, bring those things to my sets okay so i come i come to you i give you a hundred million dollars to go <laughs> what movie do you make what movie do i make yes oh we gonna we gonna we gonna we gonna break that hundred million up and make a bunch of more movies <laughs> we no, 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 no. You, get, you get one you get one movie one movie one oh, movie man give me a hundred million i'm making my the story of my granddad man I'm making my granddaddy movie he was the man in the 70s so um like give, give me give me a little bit of the story not all of it i just need to know like so you know my granddaddy do to, to get a hundred million dollar movie well, my, my, my grandfather was the was the numbers man back in the 70s back in the neighborhood and uh he owned several stores uh he ran the numbers he was a multimillionaire, and he uh actually went to federal prison he got indicted uh and went for tax evasion for over over two million dollars worth of tax evasion um and you know, back in the day, he was the most loved guy in the neighborhood by everyone. And basically, his good friend is the one that that took him down, turned on him. Um, oh, so yeah. So and it get deeper than that. It's a bunch more stuff, obviously. But my grandfather, I would, I would yeah, his story. Yeah. I'm gonna do that anyway, though. I, I'm working on it now. So that's so, crazy. Matter of yeah. fact, I was watching uh uh because I got L Brianna coming on. Next. Yeah, shout out to L. That's my girl, man. I love L. 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 The truth. And what was that? Something the Jonathan Carter movie. Which one? Uh, is it? I'm not. Sure. Is that Dennis Reed's movie? I think it is. I believe it is. The one they and shot. You said one at who? The one they shot already, right? It, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. It's out already. Yeah, it's called, I think it's called. Is it called Indictment? Uh, they, I think it's the Indictment of Jonathan Carter. Yeah, I think so. I think it's something like that. Yeah. But the reason I bring it up, and I'm pretty sure it's this movie, because there was a scene in there. Uh, matter of fact, it might not have been that movie. 
I take that back. I think it might have been y'all, because Chris was in there. Mm-hmm. And he was matter of fact, yes, it was. I think it was y'all. I take that back. It wasn't that movie, but Chris was talking to Liz's father, mm. who was a pastor. Oh, okay. And Chris had went to the joint for six years. Oh, that's out of pocket. That's out of pocket. And I'm sorry. Yeah, brain, that's brain out of fart. And because <laughs> it, it reminded me of like when he was in there, his uh his celly was doing double life because her father snitched on him. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, I'm so fucking mad, man. I wanted to throw my fucking <laughs> shoe at the Oh, bruh. I was so angry at that dude. And, and what made me mad about it, too, is that, like, how come he never got a, uh, like, he never he never changed his mind, gave the 50 bands up. Uh, he did absolutely. It was just a, a, a like, you, you know, ain't shit, and we're going to leave it at that. The reason I didn't want to do that is because, you know, sometimes people be stuck in their ways. You know, I knew a lot of people that were so religious that no matter what they did in the past, if you're doing it, I don't care. You're going to hell. I remember, like, that used to be a big, like, problem back in the day, like judging. And I wanted him to kind of be stuck in those ways. Like, you know, you ain't perfect. You you committed a robbery, double homicide. You had a you got a pass, but sometimes we're so clouded and blinded by our present that we feel like the past doesn't exist anymore. So we don't give anybody else a pass. We don't. I mean, when I say pass, I mean like a you know yeah. mercy or any kind of grace. We, yeah, we just quit to judge him. Shit it on his own son. Yeah, yeah. Like and I know, and I know people like that. Well, I know, I knew people. Like, I knew, uh, I knew growing up, I had friends who who grandparents or uncles was like that like no nah, if you in the streets you can't you ain't welcome here but back you know what i'm saying when you out in the neighborhood the, he was the biggest dope man abuser and all that when he was that age and now you know he found god it's like no nah, you're not allowed you not welcome here instead of opening the door and just trying to mentor and teach him how to become a better man and get out of it like you did but sometimes you know people are people man humans gonna be humans yeah, but that's completely uh, ignoring <laughs> the actual story of Jesus Christ. Facts. Big facts. Mm, Big facts. The man was talking to hoes and everybody else. <laughs> For sure, man. It, I mean, it's true. But, you know, you know how it goes. It's, it's the world, man. People interpret things and then they become extremists. And then they only, you know, they only see something one way. And, and it's, you know, people going to be people. What's dropping next? Uh, So... Next on the on the on the drop list is um we just dropped those three guys out of pocket and um and uh uh so next no oh, I'm sorry those three guys out of pocket and uh Lawnmower Man there we go we just dropped those three um and next up is Peer Tutor Moet uh, Family Ties uh, which is a mini series um McGraw Ave H Block uh, which we just finished production for that. Um, we're getting ready to shoot season three in a couple weeks. And uh, coming up next year so far, we got McGraw Ave Task Force, which is a spinoff, my character spinoff, um, Task Force. Um, and we got uh, Take Me to Dinner, which is a thriller, another thriller. And uh, so whatever else comes down the pipeline, you know. Damn, bro. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry, Street Justice. We got Street Justice dropping. That That's actually in post right now, getting ready to drop. So we got Street Justice. Um, which was by, by the, you know, Derek Scott, who's a, a phenomenal writer, phenomenal, you know, uh, producer. Yeah. So, yeah. What's, they what's the out. relationship with him? They, uh, like, well, how'd I you mean, meet that guy? 
Well, that's that's actually it's funny because that's uh, uh, so we all kind of met and like half of us all half of them grew up together and then like like another half kind of just came together. So Derek grew up with murder and and all of that. They all grew up in the same neighborhood. They they family. They're actually family, real family. So they all came up together. Um, and you know we all met and became filmmakers together. So. That's how we all met. Lance, you know, Sino came from the video era when we were doing videos. Um, Shorty Rich came from the video areas when we were doing videos back in the day. And we all kind of just stuck together. Shamar Avery, you know, grew up with him. They or they grew up with him. I mean, um, so it's kind of like we all known each other for a long, long time. It the 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 scenes seem very <laughs> intentional to support businesses. Is that just a freebie or can somebody say, Hey, I got a bag for you, bro. Can you put this, can you put my business in? No, um, no, I mean, those guys, you know, so the, 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 the wardrobe you see, um, I know Chris does it all the time. I know, uh, Shorty does it a lot. Sino does it a lot. Um, uh, who else? Uh, I've seen multiple people do it a lot. I mean, uh, no, nah, you know, people reach out to him. Jay will does it a lot. You know, people reach out to them and, you know, they they tell them, come on, come through, and they wear it in the film. You know, uh, they reach out to them. So, you know, uh, I really don't have no control with that. I mean, they just reach out, and when they reach out, you know, the guys kind of work out whatever they work out with them, and, and they, they wear their stuff in the films. Do you have – when do you say no? For, for directing the movie, what's a no for you? Uh, now, when you say no, you saying like, what, like what they wearing, like, or like, like, like anything from the actual movie when you're on mm -hmm. set. What's a no, and what's a no? I'm not fucking with that movie. Period. Uh, well, we don't. As far as like what we don't mess with movies, man. Um, we try to stay as true as we can to our culture, to us. Okay. Um, it's not saying that we wouldn't do nothing outside of anything, but we we pride ourselves on being true and authentic to the culture of independent filmmaking. Um, and, you know, at the end of the day, we just remember there was no movies to watch when there was nothing to watch that we could relate to on a consistent basis. You know what I'm saying? They dropped Menace to Society in 1993, and then we didn't get another... Minister Society till hell. I don't even know if another one even came that's even relatable like that. Paid in full. Paid in full. In, two, in yeah. 2002. That's a 10 year, almost 10 year gap. Yeah. So we were like, no, when we make movies, we're going to make movies for our culture, for us. So it's not really that we say no, it's just we try to stay true to ourselves, true to, true to the culture of, of the films that we make. We, we need a young boys movie, bro. We're working on it. We're working on it. I read the we book working. and I hate reading. But I read that uh -huh. book, man, because you know my. Um, oh, you said that. Oh, it's a young boy. Oh, it's a book. I thought you were saying like young people. Yeah. Oh, what you said? I don't know. I ain't never heard of that book. Which book is that? The Young Boys Incorporated book. Oh, YBI. Oh. Yes. Why you ain't say YBI? Yeah, I didn't think I had to add the I to it, but yeah, you gotta say YBI, man. Nah, yeah, um, yeah, we get you know, uh, people have you know, it, it's so many stories from Detroit, man, you, that people want to tell. I mean, you got. So many from the, especially from the 80s, man. We could go on for days about 
those stories, man. But YBI definitely is a big part of the Detroit culture back in the day, for sure. For yeah, sure. That was my, my era, and I seen the. I like my generation is the last generation to remember the beautiful Detroit. Okay. Okay. When you yeah. know, like I, I grew up on Seven Mile and Southfield. Grasses used to be cut. Oh yeah, the grass was green. Yeah, and, yeah, you know, yeah. Like they had niggas doing their thing, but it but niggas took pride in and in, in, in it was like a competition with that grass. I'm telling you, yes. even in the '90s when I was on my yeah. grandma block, like it was like a competition, man. Whose grass gonna look the best? Oh, you see, Mr. West grass, Mr. West grass always cut. Any man, you step on it. Stay off Mr. West grass. Go nah. ahead. Oh, that oh, grass. that was a problem too. Yeah, don't step Ooh, on Mr. Step West on grass. Oh my yeah. God. No, no it's like man. It's like a bomb just dropped on, on, on yeah, the neighborhood. Yeah, it ain't, it ain't no, it ain't no pride in that grass no more. But it, you know, they put time and effort in that grass. You know what I'm saying? That was, that was time and effort to make that grass look like that. I don't think people understand because they did a study. I want, I can't remember if it was in Switzerland or something, but it was. Uh, they painted a certain neighborhood more vibrant colors, mm. and it changed. The DNA of that neighborhood. Mm, wow! People start. People mm. started to look at things differently, take more pride in things, uh, and uh. that that happened. The the opposite in Detroit. Yeah. Once shit uh, started yeah. really going downhill, <laughs> you know, and yeah. people start well, I mean, you know, pride. You know, I mean, we all know what you know. Um, it's crack, man. The crack. Oh, you took the words right out. Uh, you know, the the crack era, man. It, it killed a lot of. You know, families in there, especially in the in the major black cities, for sure. In the, in the, in the neighborhoods, because the neighborhood I grew up in, man, was a was a neighborhood you could raise a family in. You know, what I'm saying always been like that, but it hit it hit my neighborhood hard too. You know, it hit it hit it hit it hit, it hit hard and it changed the trajectory of our of our of our community. I mean, it just did. You know, um, I'm a I'm a I'm a born in the '80s and raised in the '90s, so you know, I, I was firsthand with the culture of it. You know. First hand. So I, I seen it. My yeah. brother sold it, you know, back in the day, back in the nineties, you know, eight in two thousand early two thousands. They they were a part of the hustle. Um and I had and I had family members that was users. You know, so I, I, I seen it firsthand. You know, I seen the effects of it firsthand. I was just fortunate enough to be raised, you know, my mom did a, a phenomenal job just, you know, raising us and she tried her hardest being a single mom. Um uh-huh. You know, and even my brothers got themselves together. You know, they they got themselves together and they doing well. Well, one is you know the other one passed away, but you know. Sorry to hear that. Yeah, no, you know, uh, you know, rest in peace, twerk. But it just, I mean, that's our culture, though. You know, and I and I and I'm not ashamed of how I grew up or where I grew up. I ain't ashamed of my uncle who was a user. I ain't ashamed of my brothers and what they did. I ain't ashamed of my cousins because they did time for it. I'm not ashamed. I'm 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 you know I stand on. What it is? That's, that's the culture I come from. That's the family I was raised around. If that, if I'm not, ra- if I don't get raised around that family, and I don't, and I'm not part of that culture, then you don't get, you don't get the films you get from me. There may not be a Moolah films if, if we don't grow up the way we grew up and experience things that we experience. You don't have a Moolah films. Yeah, but the thing with Moolah films is that y'all explored the, like it, it, it's not a myopic view of of black culture. Yeah. It is a complete view, like the the the, the uh, Christmas movie, bruh. <laughs> like I was so proud of y'all in that Christmas movie. Yeah. A, 
the quality was it did you know like i say when y'all do a movie it's not a tubi movie it's a movie that's on tubi <laughs> Appreciate it. Thank you. We've all seen the movies where you know one scene no, no, the nigga is wearing one thing, and the same but that scene happens. the nigga. No, but but let me say that 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 happens. Now that's I can't I I you know that that's happened to us. You know what I'm saying? We had the flip flop on season one. When Murder Arm was here, then it was right, then it was left, then it was left. Then it was left. So so I, I I have empathy <laughs> and I have sympathy for those people because I know how hard it is. Okay, so I don't I I I have a heart. I know what it's like. You sit in that editing room like, oh my god, and you got to live with it. You ain't got no choice. You ain't about to go back and and reshoot it. So I got empathy for them, but but I know what you're saying though. Uh, but for us, we 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 always look to get better. You know, the goal is get better. How do we get better? How does how does how does five O look better than buffed up? How does plug love look better than five O? How does birthday behavior look better than plug love? How does McGraw Ave look better than season one McGraw Ave? How does season three look better than season two? Now, it's always, man, we always trying to get, we, I mean, we push the limits every time. You know what I'm saying? We just, we constantly push the limits. We're constantly McGraw pushing. Ave is a thousand times better than BMF too. And this ain't the first, I'm not just saying that because you on the show said that yeah. before. Matter of well, fact, me and Darren it. Brown talked about that. We mm -hmm. both agreed. Yeah. No, shout out to uh to BMF. You know, I grew up with uh, down there. So, you know, Southwest T. You know, me and his son have a great relationship. That's that's family. So, you know, I, I'm always going to be a big supporter of, of the show, big supporter of T. You know, he knows me and him both have a, a great relationship. We like family, man. He called. I'm I'm one call away, man, and vice versa. So, you know, shout out to them. You know, I'm a big supporter. And, and you know, I'm just – I'm happy to see that they get a chance to tell their story on the big screen. I really am. You know, their, their story in my community is – I mean, we we everything y'all are seeing now. We've been new. We were we grew up around it. We seen them. We knew who they were. We we were, you know, I'm saying the stories was always passed down to us from our OGs right. about them. So it was, or or it was passed down straight from them to us. You know what I'm saying? Um, so you know, we we knew who they were. And I think we just happy to see that they're shedding a light on the neighborhood. I'm I'm proud of them guys for going out and doing it, and making it happen, man. I, I nothing but love and support from this way. Fifty still should have came and got y'all to shoot the shit. Nah, man, you know, it, it worked out how it shit. worked out. You know, it, it's love, man. I'm proud of uh, T. Shout out Southwest T, the big homie. You, you Free be Leech. humble and all of that on your own, bro. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to call it from a fan's point of view. Yeah, I got and you. I respect, I respect that and everything, but there there are certain elements, especially, like, when they start, you know, the Detroit, situ you know, yeah. scenes and everything. Like, mm -hmm. I, I was born and raised in Detroit, and I didn't, yeah. you know, even yeah. matter of fact, I, uh, I interviewed a couple people off the Love and Marriage Detroit uh, show? series. Okay. Yeah. And I was telling, I think it was Anthony. Matter of fact, I take that back. It was either Anthony or Brandon. And I was yeah. telling them, like, it didn't, the first couple of episodes, I, it, it didn't feel like it was from Detroit. Oh, okay. Like, I, I didn't hear uh, nobody say, what up, though? Like, well, I mean, just, it's the, but you gotta, I, see, that. now that's what I can't say because I, I don't know. I don't know how how niggas was talking in Detroit in the eighties because I wasn't but about five. Nigga, my six. mama was saying what up though. <laughs> yeah, see, I didn't know. I didn't know. I remember growing up in the nineties. We used to say what up, guy. You know what I'm saying? That was the thing. what up, guy. My guy. What up, guy? You know what I'm saying? That was the big thing for us in the in the nineties on the west side. Or when I was with my dad over on Wyoming, that was mm -hmm. they always said that. What up, guy? What up, guy? Um, but no, but, I mean, you know, it's 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 difficult too to. Um, to 
replicate what we were what we grew up in in the 80s and 90s because you know it's just not there you don't have the resources here in michigan to reshoot what cobo hall looked like in the 80s you ain't got yeah. cobo hall no more you know what i'm saying yeah. you ain't got joe Luce arena so you can't yeah some stuff you can't <laughs> duplicate yeah you it's can't du- recreate it's, it's hard to replicate and duplicate certain things so yeah but you know yeah oh for sure I mean, y'all getting up there though. Like you can, you can tell the growth. Like buffed up don't look like McGraw Ave. No, uh, uh-uh, uh, uh, no. Buffed yeah. up was that's the beginning stages of our career. That's that's the second film. So that's we still on the learning curve. Then we go back and look at some of the movies and be like, oh my god, what? Like oh, what? But back then, but back then, I mean, it's still cl- like like it may not look. Like 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 y'all got you know more expensive cameras or you know right, right, bigger right. boom mics or, or even boom mics or whatever the case, right, but right. it's still a fucking dope ass movie. No, yeah, yeah, we still respect it for definitely what it was. It was, it was definitely a culture um, classic for sure. It was definitely a, a, a culture classic for sure. Um, What's your favorite that you've done? Uh, well, it'll always be buffed up. It'll always be buffed up. Buffed up was the first lead film I did, so Buffed Up will always be dear to my heart, for sure. Always. And I'm, sh- shout out to Sir Locke, the real Adidas boy. I had to read that. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> they was saying dog in Detroit in the 80s, bro. Yeah, I, I was there. That it, I, I told y'all I ain't, listen, I am a 90s baby. <laughs> raised in the 80s. I mean, born in the 80s, raised in the 90s. Okay, I don't know, but yeah. So they were saying it. All right. What's your See, favorite movie? Know. Not necessarily uh, that you've done. Of yeah, all just, time? just your favorite oh, movie. Uh, Malcolm X, hands down. Malcolm X and probably Gangs of New York. Uh, Paid in Full is one of my. I just watched Paid in Full today and just. But Malcolm X probably is the greatest film ever made to me, ever, hands down. Ever. Uh, great, greatest you know, film. For me, for me, you know, it's gonna, it's, it's gonna it's, sound it's, weird, but uh-huh. Happy Gilmore. Ha! <laughs> that was a classic, man. What you talking about? Adam Sandler was hilarious. I'm talking about your man's got hilarious. beat up by Bob Barker, bro. Like man, that might have been, that was, for no, for movie on, scenes. Bro. That's definitely. Uh, uh, what's his name? I can't think. Of, Carl Weathers was hilarious in that. Oh it was hilarious. Whole, I've watched that movie probably 50 to 100 times. Man, come on, man. Happy Gilmore was classic. Classic. <laughs> That's Adam Is Sandler. there a movie that you've watched and you said to yourself, I wish I had directed that movie? That's not Malcolm X. No, but I would... I told T this a while back. I said, "Man, if they ever do a DMX biography, I wanna, I wanna, I wanna direct that one." That was my favorite rapper. He was my favorite, favorite rapper. Him and Pop. And I'm like, if they do an X Man, I, I, I want to be the director for that one. That X probably be a really. The X was was the man. man he was the man. I, that would be a really sad movie. Maybe depends on how you. It depends on the story you tell. It depends, but maybe. But I don't know that you very, can tell his story without telling the sad parts. Well, he had so many triumphs, though. He had great triumphs. He had great victories. He just had some downfalls. 
you know. Uh, well, he was set up to fail and, and won anyway. I mean, he beat the odds. And he beat some yeah. hard odds. Hard. Man. Hard oh. odds. I know a lot of guys that have came up in environments similar to, to his story, and they don't make they either replicate what their environment they're in, yeah. they just end up being the same exact thing, or they just don't make it. They either in the penitentiary or in a box. Or they did it for sure. Yeah, I, I've known I, plenty I, of I've, them like that. Yeah, you yeah. know, um, and I've seen dudes, man, who really like well, I sold drugs for absolutely no reason but the excitement. Yeah. My mother, my mother provided a phenomenal living for me. I was never poor. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there was absolutely no reason for me to do anything stupid. I just yeah. made dumbass choices. <laughs> um, I mean, when we're young, we do. I mean, it just is what it is. I we know all a do. lot of guys like that. <laughs> like my neighborhood was not a poor neighborhood. Yeah, no, you was you was Rosedale Park area, wasn't you? Right on the no, right on the I end was, of it. No, I was a uh, seven between seven mile and eight mile. Okay, so you was right. You was on a. Going back the other way would have been Rosedale Park. Going yeah. towards Six Mile and Puritan and all that. Yep. That's yep. Rosedale like Park. My cousins grew up, grew up on Puritan. Okay, yeah, you was on the other side then. Yeah, you yeah. know, but for all intents and purposes, that was the last neighborhood before you hit the suburbs. That was like... Oh, for know, sure. For you south. We, we, we moving on up. Yes, sir. Yeah. So nobody in my neighborhood was broke. There was, you yeah. know, there was... It was class in the back. There was, a, there was one white family down the street from me, and yeah. they had like 37 sons. And them niggas was dirt poor. But a lot of people don't remember, man. You know, back in the 90s, there was a lot of white people that lived in Detroit still. Man. There was. I remember my auntie lived on Joy Road and uh, right there on Joy Road and, and Southfield area, like Warwick. And her neighbor was white for my whole child, like our whole childhood. They were white. So people don't remember. It still was, it still was a bit of a, 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 quite a few people, white people still living in Detroit in the 90s. Oh, yeah. Sure. I remember when we moved to Seven Mile. My mm-hmm. my the block I was we moved to was probably sixty percent white people. In five yeah. years, it was yeah. that one white family. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know what we did personally to those people, but when we moved over there, all the motherfuckers <laughs> left. <laughs> Yo, um, I know you got shit to do, man. I, I yo, I've been waiting on this interview for a long time too, so yeah. I definitely appreciate. I the appreciate you, bro. No, I appreciate oh, on, you man. having me. Appreciate you. You're a legend, bro. Thank you. you. I appreciate that. Like, like, appreciate that. When Thank it's you. all said and done, you are going to be one of them ones where, where in a hundred years they look back, because you guys are changing filmmaking. Yeah. And 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 I don't think Hollywood is all too happy about it, to be quite honest. <laughs> well, man, you got, hey, man. they're not needed. No. Nah. No, nah, we don't. We 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 pride ourselves on understanding that you know. I told, and I'm not, you know, being, I'm not an arrogant guy or a cocky guy at all. I'm, I'm very humble, but I told, you know, me and T had a conversation and I told him, man, I said, hey, man, Hollywood gonna come to us. And that's that's how hard we're gonna work. That's how much we're gonna put into this independent filmmaking that they're gonna come to us. Have you gotten that call yet? Mm-hmm. He said no? We got it from several, several different situations. Um, you know, it just didn't work out, you know? Doesn't work out. We 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 always believe it's got to make sense for us to do it. It's got to make sense, you know. So if they call you, are you like, okay, well, we got a whole situation that would have to come. I mean, I, I would talk it over with my team. You know, me, murder, and T, and and the team would have to talk about it, and and see what's best. You know, we're, we're going to do whatever's best. 
Now, if that's what's best, then we're going to do it. Um, but we got to talk amongst each other as a team first, you know. Um, but, yeah, they've reached out. And, and they, many, many situations have come across our table that people have, you know, reached out to us, to me, to murder, to, to T, and, and, you know. We got good relationships with people, and, and, and some people just, you know, it didn't work out, and we just they went their way, we went our way, and it is what it is. I mean, no, we're not, we're not, we working on building and making Moolah films bigger and bigger each each year, and that's our goal to keep working. So, if anything doesn't work hand in hand to make us bigger or or put us on a bigger track or path, then you know we're gonna continue um, building and big, making it bigger ourselves. You know, but yeah, it means Moolah films. I'm sorry to cut you off. No, you're good. Uh, it's a team. It's 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 quite a few people. Um, so it, it's quite a few people that have, you know. I don't I don't want to. Uh, you don't want to forget so, nobody. Yeah, I don't want. I get to say names. It's somebody gonna call me like, bro. Why you ain't say? And I'm gonna be like, dang, I forgot. So, but it's a team of people. Just know that it's a group of us. It's a team of people, and and you know, we're getting better and better. I need to know, and you're probably not going to tell me, but I need to know how to get my podcast on Tubi. On Tubi? Yes. Oh, Because uh, I know it's possible because I've seen one other podcast on Yeah. There. So you got to, um, so what I'll do is I'll, I'll put you in contact with uh, T from Moolah Films, and uh, he can point you in the right direction of how to get the podcast on the Tubi. So I, yeah. I'll, I'll have you, uh, I'll set you, I'll send you a DM um, and reach out to him, and, and, and he'll set you up. And see what y'all, you know, what y'all can work out. I got a decade of this shit. I need to do some, oh, make some fucking right. money off it. Bro, there you I go. interviewed everybody from fucking Chuck D to Malcolm Jamal Warner. There you go. Yeah. yeah you you need I, to see that. I need to see you, bro. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes, right, sir. I have the interviews that I know are good for business, so to speak. Mm -hmm. And then I have the interviews that are good for my soul. Yes. And like Big Hurt, good for my soul. It's yeah, my that's favorite that, Big Hurt. Is, man, Big Hurt, my, one of mine too, and he's a genuine dude. Every time I see Hurt, it's always great conversations with me and him. He's a yeah. great guy, great yeah. guy. This one, one, this was one of my. It's good for my soul. Man, I appreciate it. Thank you, man. I just well, appreciate you know being what? on it. The bigger you get, the more clips I'm gonna. I'm gonna cut this motherfucker up. That's like cool. And I'm gonna repost him. <laughs> I'm gonna repost it for sure. Step on them through though. Step on them motherfuckers and re-rock them or whatever you want to do. Let's do it. They were glad they got shit on me. You know what I'm saying? That nigga will cut that shit up into a 50 piece. Man, it works for him though. It does work for him, man. Um, if people do want to get in contact with you, how they go about doing that? Uh, just reach out to me on social media. That's the best way. Thomas L. Harris on all the platforms. Um, reach out to me. You know, send me a message. And, uh, yeah, I'll try to get back. If I don't get back, don't get mad. I'm a very busy person. I'll be busy. So my own family be mad at me. Mama call me like, you ain't. Uh, my bad, mama. I'm, I'll call you back. Come on, come <laughs> so on, bro. She be you on my head. So. Yeah, you got to I, I make sure I call moms back now. Let, let me let me now. I make sure because I know my cousin gonna watch it. She gonna call me and get on me. But but she'll but she you know, moms don't care. Moms will call you in my, the middle no. of, a, of a tape. Like let me tell. Like hold on, I'm in the middle of a tape. I'm gonna call you back. Like no no, mom, I'm gonna call. I promise. I swear. I'm gonna, my, I'm, all right, go ahead. I gotta make everybody wait. Hey, y'all hold on a second. Yeah. 
Mm-hmm. But when they oh, know it's your crazy. mama, they understand. Yeah, that, that, no, that's moms, so, bro. So moms will take so, over though. But moms but, will know. pull up on your ass too. Yeah, <laughs> no, no, moms understand though. She's she's one of my biggest supporters. So you know, between her and my wife, man, it's 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 nothing but love. I'm not mad at that, as, as it should be. Uh, yeah. Rita, who is Dave? Who? I'm not sure. She says she, uh, my manager, like she needs to connect you and Dave. Okay. Hit, hit, hit him up. I'm not sure who she's talking about. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm sure it's somebody I know that I forgot. Sorry, yeah. Dave. Yeah. Um, cool. Yeah. Other than that, man, um, I truly appreciate your time, your energy, yeah, appreciate your you. wisdom, bro. Um, yes, if sir. I don't, I'm pretty sure there's nothing I can do for you, but if <laughs> no, you know, no, come on, man, just me do your right hitch, job, hitch, and you need something <laughs> from me, let me know. Yes, I, got, I got you. Yes, sir. Oh, yes, Dave Tolliver. Oh, matter of fact, one, one more question. Um, if people do want to uh, 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 audition, mm-hmm. how do how, how do they go about doing that? Uh, just reach out to me. You know, just okay. reach out to me, and um, and we'll see what we can do. You know, uh, we always looking for new faces. Um, there's always opportunities to get in over here. So you know, as far as acting, you know, so just just reach out to me. You know, give me give me a, uh, shoot me a DM. Yeah, because if I get an old fat nigga to just sit around <laughs> and look old and fat. Let me know. Say I you, got you. Uh, you got us? All right, bet. All right, bet. <laughs> On that note, man, I'm going to let you get out of here and enjoy All your right, day, bro. It's been I an honor. You. No, Come on, man. Honest, man. Um, oh, have a good one, bro. And I, yes, sir. I, you know, I'll, I'll cut it up a little bit tomorrow, see what we got as far as clips, and I'll, I'll shoot you All a couple. Right. Let me know. I'll repost them. All right. Appreciate you, bro. All you right, have brother. a good one. My guy. You too. No doubt. Peace. Come on, man. Y'all already know, man. Um, and when I say legend, man, that dude, ugh, Moolah Films has, has absolutely changed the game. And, it, you know, shout out to Darren Brown, shout out to Dennis Reed. Just Detroit filmmaking has has absolutely changed the game and has forced the powers to be, that be to really kind of alter how they're going about doing things. And they only getting started, man. So if you get a chance, man, I'm going to tell you some of my favorites, okay? Buffed Up, definitely. McGraw Ave, Seasons 1 and 2, Fire. Uh, the Serial Cheater, fucking hilarious. A Very Hood, A Very Merry Hood Christmas, probably, definitely top three Christmas movies for me all time. Yo, and shout out, hey, yo, Sir Lot, do me a favor, man. Go to the YouTube, man. Oh, matter of fact, you're on the YouTube. My bad. I'm looking at the stream yard, so, so all of them pop up. Make sure you, uh, like, share, subscribe, the whole nine. Make sure I gotta say that. Uh, and Out of Pocket, yo, yo, man, Out of Pocket was a great, great one. Uh, and what was that that, uh, that I just... Oh, the street guys. Those street guys. Yo, the first three episodes, I was shitty, man. Because I was in I was in full binge-watching mode. And it stopped after three episodes. And I'm like, oh, fuck. Oh, but man, I, I cannot wait to the, to the uh, next episodes. Anyway, on that note, man, I'll be back at 7 o'clock. Oh, dope. Uh, I did not know that. Uh, that's that's fire, man. You know, hit me up if you need anything, bro. Um, I got L Brianna coming on at seven o'clock. Um, a, another heavy hitter in the Detroit movie scene. Um, 
I'm looking forward to that conversation as well. On that note, man, I'll see y'all in a few hours. We out of here.